Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. Ah, back in studio again. There you go. I'm a crombie fan. Uh, we are. <laughs> we are back. Uh, Bigger and better, bolder than ever. Danny, I've got a couple things I want to talk to you about. Market is, uh, depending, you know, market could be falling apart. Maybe falling apart. A lot of people think so. A lot of people think so. We're going to get to that here in a moment. But I've got a couple things. Uh, we can do market first, but I'm going to read you this first paragraph, okay, of something. And you tell me if you want me to go on later in the show. Not not right away. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I'm cringing already, but uh, <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Because I think what's happening in the markets, I, and, and listen, stock notes and market lovers, we'll get to all the selling and all the other good stuff. But the, I believe the market it may be on a 2000 to 2001 trajectory. I kind of covered that in the video this week on Wednesday. Uh, and I'll get to that here momentarily. But I got to read you this. This is... Uh, Something I read uh, all the way back at the beginning of December, and I've been sitting on it for this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, is I forgot about it. So, uh, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I keep a stack of reading material by my coffee maker. This is this is actually true. So if you go in our kitchen, there's a stack of reading material. Like some people keep it on the the bedside table. You know, uh, yeah. I'm not reading in bed. I'm going to bed in bed. And, and making babies, as people know. <laughs> uh, so we're we're doing other stuff there. I'm not reading. Like pe- people who keep a reading stack by the bed. Oh, my question is, what are you going to stop making babies? Oh, we're done now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's we are. We're like I have been officially told, we are done now. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> after <laughs> after three. <laughs> like I I have been told. Like well, this one was. Uh, it was a difficult pregnancy yes. for Tanya. It was really yes. difficult. So, and uh, we were debating about having the third. Like we we're like, hey, should we have the third? You know, and then lo and behold, because I don't keep a reading stack by the bed, uh, we're having a third baby. Okay. And and we thought that was Jesus talking to us, but it apparently now is saying he is telling Tanya that we are done having okay. babies. Well, that's probably you know, and family's a big family. Three three kiddos. Oh, Shoot. three kiddos. Yeah. It's a circus. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and so um, but baby's doing well. Uh, Don't you dare leave out Reagan. Oh, that's four. Yeah, there's <laughs> it's it's a big yes. There's four. So it's Remy Reagan, Nora Graham. Yeah, make oh sure you gosh. get the names right. There's yeah. nothing worse than, especially if your spouse hears that you forgot one of the child's names. Happened, happened already. <laughs> I was feeding Graham at like two in the morning this morning, and uh, I looked down. I'm like, "How are we doing, Remy?" And I'm like, "You're not Remy. Uh, You're not Remy. You're Graham." Already messed Would have been bad if it actually was Remy. Yeah, that, that would have been a problem. Well, that's the problem. He came down. He, has, he he came down before I went to feed Graham. He said he had a nightmare, so he was sleeping in the bed with us. 
Oh, by the way, uh, big big uh, bet update. You want a bet update or you want me to do stocks? Um, it depends on what you you're going to say. Yeah, um, yeah we're talking update. about the bedroom. Got a new mattress. And let me tell you something. Uh, we debated. like We were like, do we go Tempur-Pedic? Do we go uh, Zach, Zach Prescott's sleep number? Which that bed seemed to do nothing for him. Yep. And so I've seen the commercials and he's touting like, <laughs> performance enhancing and i'm thinking i want want my money back that bet is doing yeah get your money back my sleep iq is a 94 and i'm like that might be high and so um uh we got a uh we're for like five six hundred bucks it was on sale at costco right and we're like let's just do a tester bed of the of the memory foam and if we don't like it we'll just take it back to the costco right because that's what costco does and so how cool was it to cut open a mattress and just watch it like inflate in front of your eyes? So it's the Nova Foam King 14-inch firm memory foam bed. Uh-huh. It's Ooh. awesome. You like it? I do. I do. I give it I give it a And a, it's a king? king. California King? No. Cal- and by the way, interesting note. I thought California King meant it was wider so you could get further away from your there's spouse. There's two different kinds. There's one that's longer oh, yeah. and there's one that's wider Tiny, and they're really hard to find sheets for. Tanya tells me the California King is just longer and I'm like, well, I ain't tall, so this is not an issue for Timmy. Anyway. Okay, so I digress. <laughs> Timmy. Timmy. So I digress. Uh, it, this article, a $300,000 mistake, keeping IRA gold at home. Listen to this first paragraph. Well, I already know where you're going with this. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. So the, the author starts out here, Laura Saunders. It's official. Owners of individual retirement accounts with assets invested in gold and silver coins can't store them in a safe at home. So ruled a judge in a recent tax court case, Andrew McNulty uh, at Al versus Commissioner. The decision will cost McNulty and his wife Donna dearly. Taxes of nearly two hundred and seventy thousand on about seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars of IRA assets, plus penalties uh, likely to exceed fifty thousand dollars. Yep, what? that's a good pa- that's a good paragraph. They, they, they were they yep they were always kind of that was always kind of a debatable topic whether you could actually be your own custodian and, right. and, and open up an IRA. And there was a, a father-son legal lawyer group out in Arizona, I think, that, that that basically said you could do it. And I think they were the ones trying to push that passport IRA. Right. But anyway, they were trying to do this IRA where you could open up an IRA, somehow have it in an LLC. The IRA owned the LLC and the LLC would then own the gold. So Danny doesn't know what I'm going to talk about before the show because clearly he would have said, don't talk about your bet, your nightstand, yeah. how you keep your reading material by the coffee maker, which I frequent like a ton. Oh, by the way, a coffee maker update. So uh, I got the pour over coffee maker from Starbucks. I used my stars to purchase it because I buy a lot of coffee, right? And so I got this coffee. It's a pour-over thing. You put it on the top of a cup with the number two filter, cone filter, put your grounds in, uh-huh. then the boiling water, like, uh-huh. right on top. Uh-huh. New favorite way to make coffee. I, I've gone the gamut. Like, I've gone uh, Kerrig. I've gone, you know, regular drip. I've gone AeroPress. I've gone French press. Oui, oui. The Macron of coffee. What about cold brew? You know, I have not cold brewed. I'm not cold brewing in the house yet. There's a new It's actually com- pretty good. There's a new company out there that'll like, sell you uh, coffee concentrate. They'll ship it to yeah, you. Yeah. Frozen. And then you pour the hot water on top of the frozen coffee. And then the fifth way is Panera. And so, uh, (laughs) of course. Yeah. Membership. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they call it the Sip Club now, (laughs) if anyone's curious. And so anyway, 
Yeah, the sip. The sip I don't know if it's a sip. The show sip. not sponsored. Have you got any money for advertising for them? <laughs> no, yet? one day they'll hear my words. Someday. Yeah. Lord, hear our prayers. That's right. And so anyone who grew up in the Catholic <laughs> free, Church. Amen. Free yeah. club memberships Amen. for the whole crew. Well, well Panera, hear my prayers. Lord, hear our prayers. And, and also so, with you. Yes. Yes. Mm. And so. Uh, you lose your train of thought? You look no, like I was thinking of the word. I don't know why the word repent just popped in my head, <laughs> but it did. Anyway, so um, I do the pour over now. Really smooth cup of coffee. Highly recommended. And so, but anyway, Danny would not have approved of uh, all the topics I mentioned at the start of the show. If he knew I was going to talk about this, he goes, get to this. So Danny didn't know I was going to talk about this, but you're so up on it. I'll tell you what, if you are into uh, uh, physical assets, whether they're gold or silver or, or home, I'm telling you, Danny is, uh, there's a reason why I call Danny America's fiduciary. And what he just did unprovoked from me is exactly, I'm drawing on my screen, Zachary, uh, is exactly why everyone should call Revere Asset, 855-732-5932. Because I'm telling you, Danny is a wealth of practical, applicable knowledge and i'm telling you he would if you've got gold coins at home or or in a bank or any like, kind of precious metal any yeah. kind of precious but you need to call danny and what would happen to these folks um and I, by the way there's a way to do it in your ira you just have to have a legitimate alternative custodian well there to hold them for you you can't do it on your own that's that's where therein got, lies the key and, yeah. they, and it's and it, and it involves self-dealing so the whole exactly yeah and so the rule, so this ruling, I'm going to go on for just a few more paragraphs. Like a couple go more ahead, paragraphs. go ahead. The ruling disallows a scheme. See, and this is where I'm, like, you've heard me make fun of the dude from MASH trying to sell you gold and silver. Mm -hmm. Right. Honeycutt. Or Honeycutt, yeah, yeah. Some, someone, yeah. The ruling disallows a scheme that was heavily promoted several years ago when radio and internet ads touted the benefits of using IRA assets to buy gold and silver coins and then store them at home or in a safe deposit box. Promoters base pitches on a perceived ambiguity in the law despite warnings from the internal revenue service and legal specialists this article go i could we could the whole show could be this article it goes on it's mm -hmm. pretty in-depth it gives you all the how the who's hut who's who what how when and who why. what where when how that's what i'm why? trying to say and um i i'm i believe the government doesn't like it because they can't track it and they can't get a valuation at the end of each year and they yep. they they want to keep tabs on everybody yeah this is and your safe is not a licensed custodian with the sec no and and <laughs> and, he, and, he, and so the, the 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 spouse in here uh she thought she was following the law that's why no no a lot of people do yeah it. and so she labeled the coins it looked yeah. it, it looked like it, it it was kind of on the i mean i did a bunch of research on that like eight years ago and i opted to say you know what there's not enough clarity here I'm not going to recommend any of my clients to do it because if it comes yeah. back later and they rule against you, it's going to bite you in the Danny, behind. I'm telling you, this what I just did there was me taking a shot that Danny would know what the hell I'm talking about right off the bat of the show. Mm -hmm. It's something that uh, I know Danny is super – Danny loves precious metals. He's, he's an expert in precious metals. and. I don't know about that, but I'm, well, I would—I would, I would say you're an expert. Like I'll, I'll you know, I, not no joking aside or anything. I would say you're an expert in that field. And if you if you have precious metals at home, and you've made them part of an IRA, whether you're a client or not, call. Please call Danny because what the, the I, I, I'm more than happy to send anybody the article. I've got it digitally as well, um, or have Danny discuss what's send me the article too. I'd yeah, like to read it. Yeah, it's it, it also gives us a picture for the podcast today. Let's get physical. 
Oh, there We've you got go. Olivia Let's Newton John. Yeah, Olivia Newton John. Yeah, physical, right. Yeah, yeah with uh, Danny Space over dog. Olivia. <laughs> now, dog just showed off his upstairs Connecticut broadcasting skills. That was really good. Now, it, it, it should probably be Alex, who we dress up as Olivia Newton John. It's <laughs> Alex's face on Olivia Newton John's body. A little but, blonde wig. But just oh, his face. On, like, we want that headband from 1979. You got to have the headband, yeah. Yeah, the headband yeah. totally makes it. I've got Alex in a And unit. then a bar of gold to the side. Oh, yes. Like his weights are bar. His weights are bar of gold. <laughs> yeah, his weights are bar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we think we pumping gold. You're not pumping gold. You're pumping <laughs> can gold, we can right? we make can we make then uh Hunter Arnold Schwarzenegger with pumping iron except okay. give him some gold? Like, come, a, like come a sub, on now. <laughs> subset. <laughs> what about that scene <laughs> from um, from maybe Predator? Make him, maybe make him John Travolta. I, I am when have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers are they're shaking hands and you see their biceps, you could use that as the photo. No, we, we're, not making, we're not making this cool. That's not bad. Like, 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 we're trying to make this look, make him look good. No, I've got to, I've, no, no, not me. I'm just saying photo from the movie. Somebody click on this thing. Yes, I've got to send you the old the picture file I have with. Co-fall, me and Shane, our old producer, oh, Clear yeah, Channel, and we're all like pumped you up. We're you all, should send me that. Yeah, our faces right. are on these yeah. big muscle guys. Oh my god! So I want to show you something real practical, stock nerds and market lovers. I, by the way, I believe that that gold. I'm telling you, there are a bunch of people that have bought gold off the TV and made it there. That was if you've listened to any modicum of talk radio, especially uh, if you if you have listened to conservative talk radio or uh, news stations like uh, 1010 Winds out of New York or any of those uh, uh, types of news stations, those commercials were super prevalent. I wonder how many people are on the hook for a bunch of taxes because the government could come and accuse them of self-dealing. And by the way, you're gonna, anytime that you find yourself, and knock on wood, I never end up there, going to tax court, you're not going to win. Tax court has infinite resources to prosecute you tax court has no i mean you're going imagine going to imagine your hell is the worst episode of the people's court that's tax court it's like judge judy judge wapner and steve harvey who by the way has a new court show uh and all its awfulness getting together to just litigate against G- ganging you. up on you yeah if for in for eternity that's tax court Tax court is the uh, law school failure who couldn't who couldn't pass the bar except but once tripped into this job. And now he's a prosecutor in tax court. And because he's not tasked with anything but prosecuting, you know, human beings, that, that's all he does all day with an infinite bucket of money. Tax court has got to be the worst thing ever. Right. It sounds pretty bad. P- pretty tough. Yeah. I'm thinking I. I if you if you got a few good people on your side, you can win occasionally as long as you have good records and you were did the right thing. But if you do stuff wrong, I, there was way too many uh, question marks on that doing yeah. that. So yeah. look, uh, let's get. Uh, oh, the pie is done. <laughs> someone someone is baking pecan or apple. Ah, uh, pecan. Is it pecan? Pecan. Pecan. I say pecan. Pecan. Is that Southern? Is pecan Southern? It's pecan. Both, you get Georgia. both in the South. If you're in a Georgia, lot of it's pecan. What is, what is yeah. the, where's, where's pecan? Oh, it's pecan in Georgia. If you're in Georgia. Yeah. Where, where is pecan? Here in Texas. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Everywhere else. <laughs> Pecan's the better. 
a better way to say it, I think. Joe and Pecan? Joe. It's like it's like caramel or caramel, right? Joe caramel's more Joe. fun. Oh, caramel. rolls off better. Like, Car- caramel or ca- caramel is caramel the town or... in California that Clint Eastwood was the mayor of. Was it really? Yeah. Caramel <laughs> or caramel? I don't think I anyone's ever called hey, it caramel. Yeah. George on my mind. Eastwood was a mayor. Oh, Clint Eastwood. You didn't know Clint Eastwood was a mayor? I did not know that. Oh, I knew he was a filmmaker, yes. an actor. Yeah, right? California will give you Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor. Uh, <laughs> we'll give you Clint Eastwood as a mayor. Ronald Reagan, governor. I run Ronald Reagan all the yeah, way up. Absolutely. And he was a president. Too. Uh, well, I, I we can go full tangent with any podcast in the country. Yeah, we oh. are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walk right off. Yeah. Back to practicality. So, look, uh, markets had a really rough go of it. Let's look at this. So, these are the uh, NASDAQ futures. And, and anyone who's been following the markets for a little bit here knows that uh, start of the year, of course. I mean, just look at this, Danny. Where do you – this is this is the cliff, right, where the Acme Anvil falls on the Roadrunner, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so um, – but there is such a thing as called shorting in the hole. Mm-hmm. And I want to show – so it's Friday uh, late, late morning here uh, in uh, Dallas, and we're taping the podcast. And so uh, it crossed my mind that I should probably wa- hawk this chart today so I can help people not short in the hole. And – because that, what makes it worse is if you're if you're taking a drubbing in the market, right? Now people, this is the time people want to want active. Like everyone's a buy and holder when your uh, when your chart is. Let me just switch this. When your chart looks you like flip that over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Danny, you are brilliant. Let's do that. And I'm not being facetious. Let's absolutely do that. So when your chart looks like this. So by the way, if you want to do this at home, uh, you put a minus sign in front of the ticker. If your chart looks like this, everybody loves it, right? Everyone's a buy and holder when your chart does that, right? But nobody likes buy and holding, uh, and they become active. They, they, are com- they are proponents of active management when your chart uh, does this. And so, um, so now, how do you stop yourself from uh, doing a couple of things? Well, you can do what we just did there. Like, you know, like how we talk about don't buy extended. You don't want to buy if, if it's like maybe at the third HR. I don't need to go through the HR charts. Just invert the chart. If you're, if you're thinking about shorting or, or even selling, right, because 70 80% of all stocks move the general market's trend. And so how do you know uh, not to short this morning? And this morning opened rough. Look at this. Here is, here is uh, 8.30 central. Uh, we, we get a little bit of a, a move and, oh, no, no, we're going to sell. And right there is an emotional response to markets. Well, Tim, how can you talk to me? And that's not that's not just another fun getting blown up because that's what I believe happened. Now, there's no there's no one going to maybe it'll come out in the news, but no one's going to tell you that a fund got blown. It was just very um, orderly coming down on Thursday, and it seemed to happen right after the Peloton news broke. Right, Peloton uh, around noon central, noon thirty ish, uh, comes out and says, "Hey." We're stopping production. Well, well, actually, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Peloton comes out. It's not Peloton. It's CNBC. Like, no one's going for a ride on our bikes anymore. And uh, then Peloton drops 20%. And then shortly thereafter, the markets just, like, rolled over with a viciousness about an hour afterwards. I think that's a fun getting blown up. Maybe one or two. A little too long. You're saying it's not just Peloton, yeah. No, I think that if you're a little bit too long Peloton and you got and they say put up more you money. You got a margin call. Get a margin. I think someone got I think I think a knock on the door. Yeah. Bring in some more money, please. Yep, the margin I think that's exactly what happened. And so you got this vicious sell off. But now, uh, friend friend of the show, John Nigerian, friend of the show, um, uh, comes out today and talked about the 
very suspect, highly unusual options activity moments, moments, not days, moments before the announcement. Somebody buying puts? Was it Nancy Pelosi? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in the back, so now. It's uh, all a congressman, they're all doing it. So with the picture, we've got uh, Olivia Newton-Alex. We've got Pump and Hunter. And then uh, can you get Nancy Pelosi on a Peloton like in the far distant? <laughs> yeah. Let's oh you, you know, you know, this yeah. is a thumbnail, not a fat head, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. High expectations for Zach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zach. Zach is amazing. Uh, with what he's able to uh, he, yes, yeah, he, he is. is. I'm already looking at let's get physical. Picks what did so you here. say? Wait, <laughs> Alex and what was what was Hunter? Pump and Hunter. Pump and Hunter. Arnold, right? That's what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hunter Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Wait. So you, I, who am I supposed to be looking like in this photo? I gotta. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> blend pull, Alex. Pull her up. Please. <laughs> no, I'm not doing. No. Come on. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. He, he. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, can you have about Xanadu, Olivia Newton-John? Oh, there you go. Xanadu. Hey, she's on roller skates in that movie. And so. I'm not Sorry, Tim. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I thought it was funny. So, um, so the market then, it's orderly, right? But how do you know not to short in the hole this morning or or panic and sell? And by the way, if your stops are getting hit, your risk limits are getting hit, do what you got to do. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like, I need to sell, I need to do something. Well, let's, let's look at this uh, uh, chart-wise. Right. Let's look because markets did come down uh, about 225, maybe at the lows on the Nasdaq futures uh, to 14,532. But there's a couple things you can look at to say, okay, is are the lows being tried to be put in? And by the way, if you need to sell, you need to sell. So don't let me talk you out of anything here. But first chart I come to, I want to see where we are put call ratio wise. And I, and I want to look at uh, the new norm, right? Going back to 2020. And I want to, I want to understand where uh, this 10-period uh, p- moving average, where it's at in relation to the put call moving, moving, moving. Yeah, where it is in relation to the put call ratio, excuse me. And I'll note that it's pretty high here. And you're like, 0.75, that's not really high. No, that's high for the new normal for the put call ratio. And it's a moving average, right? I've got mm-hmm. a, a 10 slapped on there. To get it to go that high, I've seen markets start to bottom in this zone. Are we above one? Yeah, we're above one. The new norm is 0.6, by the way, not one. So we are at my old limit. Okay, now I want to see our markets going to start to bottom. Well, what would I be looking at? Well, I come over here and I look at, and you can do this at home. If you find yourself working from home, right, or find yourself in an environment that you can monitor this type of stuff on your phone app or whatnot, this is exactly how I do it. So put call ratio chart. I'm looking at the advanced decline. How are we, how is the advanced decline shaping up? Because price can still be falling, but the advanced decline is starting to bottom out. And that's kind of what happened. Meaning reverse and you're starting to get more advances. Yes. That's a, that's a clue. Now I want to see the ticks. Dick, if I was Chris Bartman, tick, 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 tick. And so I want to look at them. You could go a minute chart or a five minute chart. This is yesterday's low. This is, this was the margin call. This was, we're, you, we, we can't, it's not coming back. We're getting flushed, okay? Someone got flushed. But look at this morning. The, this is, um, here's that, where the NASDAQ goes up. The NASDAQ ticks, I mean, excuse me, the ticks overall don't really get that bad, especially in relation to yesterday. And then you have plus 800. 
And that happened about 9.20ish, right? And then uh, 40 minutes later, you get this uh, 11.50 tick to the upside. That's, th that's going to staunch the bleeding. Now, where we go from there. So when you see a preponderance of things, like the, when you see that first 800 tick, that typically stops the bleeding. You might not go anywhere, but it stops the bleeding, right? And so, but being able to read the notes of music can stop you from doing a couple of things. It, like if you've, let's say you haven't hit your stops, right? Or you're thinking about shorting the market. Maybe it just puts the pause in it. Let's just see how the picture develops a little bit more. We get that 1100 tick. Now let's go back to the NASDAQ futures here. Oops, pardon me. And so NASDAQ futures take out the resistance from 930 central this morning. And, and now, look, they, they haven't, even with a minus 1,000 tick, they didn't come back to the lows. That doesn't mean they won't today. This market could be toast, and they're going to sell it off into the close. And by the way, if they sell this market off into the close, they take out the lows. Or it's a bad sign. It's a really bad sign for Monday. Like, it's a really margin call Monday is coming, okay? Like, it's, the futures will probably open up very badly on Sunday night. And um, I would look for uh, I would look for a lot of selling come Monday. Let me let me clean up one thing you said, please, to, to clarify. When you were talking about you know being careful to shorting in the hole, and one trick you can use is you can put a negative sign in front of it yeah, on yeah. Thinkorswim, so it inverts the chart, mm -hmm. so it makes it look like a bullish chart of when to buy. Right. Then you know when it's setting up, when it's starting to set up, and you're getting a buy point. That's where you would buy versus being extended toward the top, which inverted would or in a regular chart, not yeah. inverted. <coughs> that's at the bottom. Yeah. So yeah, in like, other like words, you're just showing a bullish right. chart. Go yeah. back to the charts act, please. It's inverted right now on a daily. Right. And so th this chart is, you know, like if, if we, you know, I talk about like I like to buy close to the 21 of that moving average. Like this chart's extended. You're, you're extended right now to the downside. It doesn't mean it can't go lower. Right. But when, when we talk about uh, probabilistic nature of markets or being a probabilistic investor or trader, uh, if we talk about um, being a little bit disciplined uh, in your approach, this market is, you know. It's tough. And, and, and an easier way to, to, so shorting, hedging is different than shorting, but it, you're trying to yeah. make money. But if you're shorting, that's okay. But an easier way to do it is, is raise some cash. Yeah. Like Move, it, you know, it, raise 30, it's, 40, 50 percent cash and reduce your bank. The, the allure of shorting the markets is sexy because you make money twice as fast, but they reverse. Twice as hard, too. Yeah. And they reverse. And so, like, if you look in relation, like, the, when you, I mean, just look at this daily chart. This is October. So, what have we done? We've, we've come back to October. Like, that right now that doesn't feel like death and destruction to me do you, like i like we i've lived through like when you talk about the flash crash of uh 2015 like the the you remember the august yeah, 20, yeah. Yep, yep. or you talk about march of 2020 or december 2018 was it yeah yeah 20% a month um maybe we get that but right now we've come back to support below, below the 200 by the way but I, I, this to me seems, this right now seems to be a point where the markets may, I'm going to use the, I'm going to hedge here, hedge, uh, may suck in some more longs. 
get you back up to the 200 day and then we'll see what happens to markets um, but the Nasdaq's in or just around correction territory. Yeah, just in a few couple weeks, it's right. down about ten percent. But I think this is thirteen. We're above the, the two. We're above the two hundred day on the S and P five hundred. Maybe not yeah. on the ES, but the S and P five hundred is and, is forty four twenty nine. And let me show you this, uh, and then I want to. I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go to Don here next. Yeah, okay. Um, let me show you this on a monthly chart because I believe <clears> this is the pattern <throat> we may be in. So there's, uh, I believe this market may be analogous to uh, the 2000 market. And let me show you. Okay, so let me get NDX up here, not the NQs. So NASDAQ 100, everybody knows what happened uh, in 2000. And so when I'm looking here, uh, you can see the big one up in 99. The market didn't sell off in 2000. It, it peaked. In 2000 well, peaked in March of 2000 right and so here's 2000 here's the end of 2000 here's the uh, beginning of 2000 where I just ticked off you get we're on a monthly chart keep this in mind you get this big pullback to the monthly mean and then you it looks like the market's going to recover and uh, if you're I mean remember you don't see this right you don't see the right side of the chart right here it looks like I mean imagine what the media is saying back in the middle uh, to leading in the fall of 2000 Oh, markets are back, right? It looks like we're going to go up and challenge the old highs and a whole bunch of other stuff is happening. You get into, okay, then it slips and then look, the, the sell-off is really 01 into 03. 01 into 03. And so, well, where are we at in time and space right now? Where's our situational awareness bring us? It brings us, oh, excuse me, it brings us here. So here is the monthly eight, the monthly five. Could we come down to 13.4 on the net? That's the monthly mean. You're at 14.686. Probably. Are we going to do it right now in front of Amazon, uh, Google, uh, Apple, earnings, Tesla earnings? I I don't know that. I don't. If you ask me uh, my gut feeling, I don't think we do. Okay. That doesn't mean we can't do it. And the last time we came down to the monthly mean uh, was the pandemic and the last time we came down to the month the monthly mean daniel that 2018 rate raise before who had a change of heart jerome powell the powell pivot <laughs> um i don't know if he pivots though i changed my mind <laughs> i i have seen the light you people are losing money and it's me who did it hallelujah Peace be with you. We don't raise rates. And also with you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if Pal pivots here. The, the difference between 2018 and 2021, 2022, excuse me, the inflation is ginormous. And it it's it's not simply energy and product. It's the wage inflation. The wage inflation is not going away. Mm-hmm. The only way you bring down the price of homes, the only way you bring down recently increased wages is you trigger yourself into a recession because then people understand you got to kill the man yeah we're 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 in a recession i can't afford to pay you and then you just feel grateful and i'm not being facetious when i say this you feel grateful to have a job right like the, they're going to flip the script here where you know i'm going to be delivering uh $30 mcdonald's hamburgers on doordash you know like like people are going to stop paying these fees 
Mike, people are going to stop using. <laughs> They'll go to McDonald's themselves. <laughs> They're gonna, oh, my God. Is the economy. I'll, gonna, I'll go actually pick up my own burger. Is the you. economy going to get so bad that people will get off their butts and go to McDonald's themselves? <laughs> That's the question. And, and so they're going to flip the script here where it's not that uh, it's going to be a, a job picker's market. It's going to be grateful to have a job. And that's going to ha- that can happen right quick. And, it, and, and someone's like, Tim, that's, that's ridiculous. The economy is super strong. It only takes but a few quarters of slow. How many quarters, Daniel, of slowing GDP till they declare it a recessive economy? I think classical definition is four. It might be two. It's two. It's six two, months. Two, two, two. Okay. It's two. Mm-hmm. And so the. Always good in hindsight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And where do you see it's, that's That's why I'm bringing it up, right? Because Don, Don is being facetious. Anyone who doesn't realize Don is being facetious right there. But you're already seeing it in the leading indicators. It's already slowing. You're, no, you're seeing it on the charts. Price. Yes. Yeah. Well, the charts are one of the best leading indicators. That's correct. And, and that's and that's why I'm pointing this out. Like, you want to be really careful here. I, I, I'm, in one breath, I'm saying don't get too bearish in this particular moment in time. But in another breath, you, could we be in some kind of 2000-2001 market where the market catches its breath and then it rolls over? Like, I'm, it's so funny. Remember you told I told you before the show I had a, a little two, three-minute thing that I wanted to talk about? It so perfectly dovetails Go with do exactly it. Do it what right you're now. talking about. Do it right now. All right. So, so uh, <laughs> number, one, number one, global global investment bonds, investment-grade bonds, mm-hmm. just had their worst start of the year since, since 2000, since the tech wreck. You know, you were kind of wow. talking about the similarities. Okay. Now, Jeremy Grantham, and he's a value investor, but – He's out there. There's a bunch of other pundits kind of saying the same thing, kind of what you said, Tim, but he's one of the loudest, most well-known. And he's basically saying we're in for a 50% crash in markets, you know, stocks, bonds, uh, uh, real estate. And he said, you know, this is a super bubble. And the one thing I do agree with him is he's basically saying it's, it's the Fed. It's caused by the Fed and the loose money. He said ever since Alan Greenspan the, uh, became chairman, that's when you have these boom bust cycles increase. He said, but basically, he said that the 60-40 portfolio is not going to protect you because bonds are not going to protect you. They're going to offer little or no protection. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, whether you agree with him or not, and he's been saying this for about a year. He had a pretty good year last year. And he goes back and says, look, in 1929, when the, you had that the, the biggest correction, biggest crash, you know, the, the year before, the markets were up, you know, big, right before the crash. Right. The, the, and that happens quite a bit. You saw that in 2000. But he actually compared the markets today, the charts, to what looks like 2000, 2001, which is exactly. Oh, he did? We exa- yes. Oh. I mean, he basically was not on a, he's not a technical guy. Okay. He's a fundamental guy, but he was giving the same story line that you were saying it looks like a repeat of 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 2000 the tech rate and i think we can pull back 20 percent now i and he said so you really you really need to look other places now here's where i disagree with him he says that where you need to look invest in is japan emerging markets gold and silver and then raise cash so that you can deploy after the 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 route right? right 
Now, I agree with Japan and emerging markets because if the U.S. stock market goes, Japan's market's going to go, and so emerging markets will get trashed, I think, because you'll have a flight to quality. You'll probably have precious metals go up in the treasuries, right? But, but so I would agree with the precious metals part. I would agree with energy, steel, ag, you know, commodity-related companies, and I would raise cash. But if so, but if you are doing a buy and hold mentality, which we don't do here, we're active, we move around and we adjust and we look at the charts. But if you're kind of in that pie chart mode, again, we just you need to look at your allocation and you need to really think about it long and hard because if you've just got conventional equities and bonds, that could be very dangerous and you're going to need to look outside the box and do some other asset classes in my opinion but i just think it was funny because I, I i read this article and he had a couple of them out and he i don't want to dive too deep but he gave various reasons of why he thought that we were in trouble mm-hmm. and basically he's saying you know we're having a he's a value guy so he says look that stock valuations are very high for where we are in the economy the economy's starting to slow you have inflation you're going to have some you know profit margin squeezes and anyway, so there's it, a bearish picture and we've been talking about it for a yeah, while yeah, that you yeah. can paint here that we pumped this market full of a gazillion dollars. Funny money. Yeah. And all we got was 2.3 percent GDP. Exactly. Like there, there, there's a that's a problem. And so whether it shows up this moment uh, later, later in time. Uh, but, that, but but here is the main thing. The main takeaway is regardless, you need to have a plan. Right. And you need to have a plan in place in advance because when it does happen, it happens very quickly. So remember during COVID, March of 2000, right. the market, the S&P sold off 35% literally in four weeks. People just soiled their pants. I was going to, you know, they freaked out. A lot of, I've talked to three or four people that never got back in and never knew how to get back in. And They planted seeds in the fruit of the loom. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they never got back in and, and enjoyed any kind of balance. But the whole point is the market's going to go down three or four times faster than it goes up. And a lot of people will get paralyzed by fear and right. just want to sit it out and go, okay, well, if I just shut my eyes, it'll come back. The markets will come back. It may not come back for two or three or four years. Yeah. Uh, the other thing he said which I don't know that I quite agree with because people are used to, they've reacted like Pavlov's dog. So when the Fed says, we're, we're here to help, like, right, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Fed and I'm here to help, we're going to bail you out, that you may get a strong rally. He thinks that even with Fed intervention, you're, you're going to see a big sell-off. He doesn't think the Fed can stop it this time. I don't know if I agree with that so much. I think you could get a big sell-off and then a big rally again. There's a pal put somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And the market's mm-hmm. going to find it. The market will find Powell's breaking point. Exactly. Yeah. His pain threshold. They, they will find Powell's pain threshold. Because and well, it's that, after they hit theirs. It's after that, the be, investors hit their pain threshold. Because it's clear. He'll hit his. Right? Like after saying transitory, 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 uh, Powell, Powell wanted to get reelected, right? Like if right. he didn't want to be the, the Fed chairman, he would have just stepped down. Like, right. hey, I got us through this. It's exhausting. I'm good. He clearly, it's a bit of an ego. By the way, speaking of ego trip. You know what? I don't want to go there. Never yeah, mind. I was about to say, don't take a turn. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're on a good topic. So, like, uh, it's clear that he wanted to be reelected. And he wants to see uh, the economy out of this. But uh, he, hey, you got he got he got orders from on high. Even though it's supposed to be an independent office, stop inflation. Well, that, that's like uh, the woman who swallowed a fly, right? 
Like, why did she swallow the fly? And then to get rid of X, to get rid of Z, to get, you know, to get rid of all these different things. Okay, I'm going to stop inflation, but now we triggered ourselves into a recession. Well, how are we going to trigger ourselves into a, out of the recession? Um, you know, I'm going to lower rates that we just raised. But we haven't raised anything. We even haven't tapered yet. Right. So think about how the media is covering what's happening in markets right now. And it's because there's so... I hope Hunter talks about it. Uh, I'm teeing him up because I'm going to go to Don first, then Hunter. Um, about the destruction in SPAC land and uh, in small cap land. and Oh, man. I'm yeah. so ahead of you. I, I'm over here. I had already been writing in my notes this there morning. I had a few things. And yeah. so uh, let's do this, though. Uh, anyway, so... It, uh, what is Oxum? What is the razor? The, where they? It's game theory, you know. Occam's razor. Occam's razor. Yeah. I don't think I'm. Using, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm about to not use that right. So, but uh, what's Powell going to do? Destroy the economy to get rid? Yeah, of he's got a Hobson's choice, man. Yeah. That's and, why I don't know why you'd want that thankless. Right? It's like hot potato at the Fed chairman. Yeah. One of them is gonna is gonna go down with the ship and and, and inherit the the. The crash. Yeah. One of them is going to be blamed for it, pinned it on. I wouldn't have wanted that job when Yellen left. I would have said, no, I'll just sit in the background. So this will be interesting to see. Um, I, I say that he'll, he'll, he'll toe the line. My prediction is he's going to raise rates while continuing to buy bonds. Yeah, printing. Well, that's what they did in the late 70s. They kept trying to raise rates while they, Congress was throwing money out of airplanes and spending, and nobody had the confidence that they could stop inflation. So while they were raising rates, you still had inflation yeah. increasing. And finally, they got Volcker, and Volcker said, I'm going to kill inflation, and he did. Yeah, he, he rose did. rates so fast and quick, you know. So anyway, um, let's do this. Let's go to Don. Don Don's got some – I know Don's got some thoughts. Uh, a little out of order. Uh, Don, I believe it will be the 2100 under the 21 uh, this week. Uh, Don will cover all 2,100 stocks that are trending below their 21 exponential moving average. And, uh, <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. And then, it's closer uh, to 21,000, I think, at yeah. this point. But <laughs> no, the 21 over 21 is uh, is in disarray. What I'm going to focus on in this week's uh, Friday video is a recap of bear market stats. Ooh. I think it's very appropriate to show the last 13 bear markets, what led up to them, what are some stats that you want to look for. It's important to understand that the market doesn't get into serious trouble unless the S&P 500 breaks below the 200-day moving average, and we're sitting right on it right now. So that's that's our line in the sand. We've got about 25% exposure via the S&P. We haven't owned a stock since the first week in January when we got stopped on everything else that we owned. And um, anything that uh, the ones that were left standing, everybody said, oh, you've got to buy Ford, you've got to buy... Uh, this, you got to buy that. It's still going up. Every one of them got clobbered this week. There's really nothing left standing. And that's what you got to do in a bear, in a bearish, I'm not going to call it a bear market. I'm going to call it when the market is acting in a bearish posture. And uh, that's what we recognized in the first week in January, got out of the way, got rid of all of our longs, and then just managed our index positions against different levels. And as we've broken the 21, we've broken the 50, we've broken the 100, the 21-day moving average fell down below the 50-day moving average, uh, we just take exposure off. And right now we've bounced at, our li at the line in the sand right there, the 200-day uh, moving average, and that, that area really needs to hold. That's just from an index perspective, though. Individual stocks are absolutely decimated. Um, there's not even anything that, that I would consider buying 
right now. Oil stocks held up the best. They're now coming under some pressure. Financials held up for a lot for a while. They got uh, destroyed, especially with earnings that reported this week. Take a look at Goldman Sachs. That's not a good chart. <clears throat> uh, JP Morgan, too. So financials, uh, you know, hit the road to steels held up a while. Now I look up and all my all the steel stocks on my screen are down five, six, seven percent today. There really is nowhere to hide in a in a bear market. You need to get out of the way. But the good news is uh, leaders will emerge when we stop going down. We're not going to guess when we're stop going down, when we're going to stop going down. But we do know that the markets don't get into serious trouble until we break the 200 day moving average. On average, markets peak 12% above the 200-day. Uh, this one peaked about 9% above, and we're sitting on the 200-day right now. But on average, they go down 27% from top to bottom. So that's another uh, 12 from 27. That's another 15% you can go lower below the 200-day moving averaging. We won't be anywhere near the market while that continues to go down. Then we l we'll look for what's called a follow-through day. And I talked about the rally was still intact last Friday, and what would it take uh, for the rally off the bottom to uh, end. And that ended on Tuesday when we broke the low, uh, the prior low. So now we're very clearly in a correction. We don't guess where the bottom is. But by our process, we're, we're never more than four days away from what's called a follow-through day. And that is uh, the markets rally strongly four days off of a bottom. And then we look for stocks that are uh, in good shape and right now there just really aren't any a lot of stocks that held up like bring up qualcomm oh sure a lot of stocks that were holding up that you thought you know might be putting in the right sides of their bases or a flat base broke below recent lows this is very typical of what you see those big four bar down bars this week stock after stock after stock that held up fine uh got hit this week looking like that um Micron is another one. MU and QCOM were the last two strong tech stocks that people were hiding money in. Uh, Micron chart looks looks very much Micron's the same. MU. MU. Thank you. Thank you. Totally uh, brain. Same thing. I mean, they, you know, gapped up on earnings, continued, showed relative strength, and then, nope, heading for the exits, back into its base. Uh, this is what happens if you try to stuff money or, or store money into the last of the the holdouts because when they, when they raid the whorehouse, they get the piano player too. At the end, these these, these were the piano players. Well, that that is um, that is not an analogy. I, have I, no, I like that analogy. I have never heard that analogy before in my life. I've I've, I've heard that one. Really? Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you're a fitness buff. I mean, we saw you, uh, Olivia Newton. It's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a trader saying. I've heard that one. Definitely. <laughs> I've never heard that before in my life. <laughs> so again, what we're looking. No, okay. Sorry. So what we're looking for is, uh, you know, what happens down here around the 200-day moving average. We've got, like I said, about 25% exposure left uh, just in the S&P 500, and um, we're not we're not guessing what's what's going to happen. Uh, the Fed is not accommodative, very clearly, but do take note. What did China do this week? They cut interest rates. And capital goes to where it's treated best. Uh, if money starts flowing into China, do you think that's going to put some pressure on our Fed to re relax things a little bit and uh, put the hammer down maybe? We, th those are just guesses. 
Um, but that is a pretty damn big economy that's now cutting rates to stimulate the economy. Well, but they're um, also trying to, you know, they've got a major real estate crisis and their two yeah. biggest funds, Evergrande, and I can't remember the name of the second one, are, are Evergrande's a $400 billion fund. It's Okay, well, how many crises have we had over the last two decades? And what we oh, do no, we no, I'm not, money yeah, but that's And well, what does what it do? It solves the problem. What happened in 2008, Don, that's what they're trying to cover. They've got a major real estate crisis, and they're cutting rates to stimulate lending because they're in deep kimchi. In fact, the, our sell-off in our markets may be because of China. You, you may not know. You, in other words, we may not know kimchi. the hindsight. Okay, we won't. You're right. And as always, we'll follow the charts. So yeah. right now, uh, the 200-day moving average for the S&P, 44.29. The 40-week moving average, that's uh, the equivalent on a weekly chart, is 44.46. We're right around there right now, um, give or take a percent. But that's our last line in the sand as far as having client money exposed. And like I said, we own no individual positions. Right. All right. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Hunter. Let's. Uh, let's yes, talk, sir. Let's talk construction <clears throat> on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Let's yeah. Well, it's it's actually like I uh, I guess I had telekinesis with uh, with you and Don uh, because my list here is in quotations the last leaders. Um, and I plan to go over uh, a lot of what Don was just talking about the stuff that was hanging in there that. Uh, everybody was looking at is there really is not anything that really has been spared. So we can run through these real quick, Tim, uh, rapid sure. fire style. Let's do it. And then we'll look at a couple have, of, have uh, you heard the song? Couple of gross stocks too. The word, when you said telekinesis, which is not a word often used. And so when you hear the word telekinesis the, uh, in a song, it sticks with you. There is a song by Jack Black. What is Jack Black's band? Anybody? Tenacious D. Tenacious D. Wonder Boy. That's telekinesis, Kyle. That's telekinesis, Kyle. That is the yeah. best, one of the best lines in a song. <laughs> one, if you've not listened to the song "Wonder Boy" by Tenacious D, that wander into the show. <laughs> Tenacious D. Oh, yes, it was an extrogenous event, sir. Yeah, yes, extra, yes. Thank you, Don. <laughs> thank you, Don. Yeah. Extrogeny. Very true. <laughs> All right. All right, Hunter. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, pull up. Uh, pull up John Deere first. Oh, D E. Yes. 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 So as you're going to see when we go through these, uh, not all of them look necessarily terrible, but you'll see that over the course of the last three days, four days, uh, they have not been immune to a pullback either. So John Deere, three days ago, 385. Today we're at 365, 367. Uh, and these John Deere and Caterpillar is the next one, Tim. These were two that were holding up really well, um, even while some of the other stuff was pulling back. These were, these were flagging or acting pretty well. Uh, not so much anymore. Now, they have pulled back to these moving averages, and for the time being, they're bouncing. But the point here is just to show you that uh, nothing has really been safe this week in particular. Uh, go ahead and pull up Ford as well, Tim. Ford was down almost 10% intraday uh, a couple of days ago. I know it was down around 7 or 8% or so. Um, you know, just recently was at 25. Here we are at 20. Um, we'll keep rolling through these. AMT, um, American Tower. Now, this is... Uh, certainly impacted uh, by rates and what's happened with the move in yields. But I mean, look at this. I mean, this is a brutal sell-off in what's supposed to be a REIT, a safer, less volatile security. CCI is Crown Castle. It's pretty much uh, a very similar business model. It has a, a very similar chart, uh, just a brutal pullback given their normal ranges and volatility. Um, applied Materials, AMAT, 
this is one of those that was actually breaking out while the market was uh, kind of in shambles a little bit. And lo and behold, the next day it's down 10%. So we've gone from breaking out new all-time highs to now down here at the 200 day. Is that right, Tim? That 138 that's right. area, yes, that yes, yep, orange line, yellow line. Mm -hmm. uh, KLAC, KLAC, yeah. That is uh, same space, semi-equipment, same story. Um, just falling apart a little bit. I mean, the the if you want to look at how crazy some of the trading has been and how volatile and sharp some of these moves have been, go look at a five-day chart of applied materials in KLA uh, Pencore here. It is absolutely insane some of the movement you've seen on these stocks. Uh, given how big these companies, I mean, this AMAT is a $125 billion company, or at least it was a couple of days ago. Uh, so just some really tough moves. 0.92% uh, on KLAC, top to bottom there, just in the, I'm on a four hour chart. And then uh, AMAT, I'm curious now about AMAT. AMAT. percent roughly at 19 19 yeah yeah so and and i mean and i remember this because i texted don and alex and said hey semi equipment is actually holding up really well today on the day where it was looking good that high and then the next day it's you know they're absolutely crushed so um just and, a couple this more is in here the middle of the biggest semiconductor shortage in the history of mankind and all these companies do is make equipment so you can make more semiconductors what does that tell you when it drops like that, it means people are pulling money out of the market. It has nothing to do with the fundamentals. The fundamentals uh, don't support dropping that big over a two-week period of time. It's, a, it's, it's what's going on in the market. And trying to hold on to these piano players, you see what happens. Yep. A uh, couple more here, Tim. Actually, last two. DVN, uh, Devon Energy. Mm -hmm. And these, actually, DVN and Fang look okay. For the time being, I mean, th these were, these are, I guess, some of the very last piano players here. Uh, but you can see over the course of the last two or three days, rolling over a little bit, a gap down today. Uh, you know, these are still okay looking charts, but we might not think they look okay, or they might, they might not look okay next Wednesday. You know, it just, you never know what's going to happen. They are holding up today, but they gap down uh, this morning, not immune to the selling. And then Tim, last couple of things here, and, and, and this will be it. And I hate that I don't have a lot of positives or good setups to bring, but the reality is there is very, very, very little uh, positive setups. I mean, like Don said, we don't own any, any individual stocks. And what we just showed you with AMAT is exactly why we are avoiding individual stocks. You can't own them right now. Even what looks like it's holding up is subject to unbelievable whipsaw volatility. So last things here, Tim, upstart, will you pull that up for me? Upstart down, I don't know, 70, 80% from its highs, still, still down 10% today. So what I, I, the main thing I want to highlight here, we're going to look at a firm next. I was about These to were, you know, the, the fintech heroes, and they may still be, you know, in the long run. But what's absolutely mind-blowing is that these companies that have had 50, 60, 70, 80, 90% haircuts are still having down 8%, down 12% days. They're still trading these insane ranges. So the, the volatility has not subsided whatsoever even though price has receded 80%, 70% on a lot of these names, which is concerning to me. You want to see price range contract, a little bit of stabilization instead of, you know, being down 10%, maybe down 2 or 3%. Uh, but it just seems like day after day after day, my dirty 30 watch list is just absolutely crushed, regardless of how far they've already come down. Um, so you can pull up a firm too. I think it's down like 5% today. It was initially green this morning. 
Um, the point is, is there, at this point, there's no signs of stabilization, no real signs of buyers really wanting any of these these stocks. I mean, Palantir model is now uh, buy now, uh, never pay. <laughs> <laughs> pull up, uh, pull up Palantir as well, Tim. I mean, this was a. I mean, everybody knows it hadn't really done well over the last year, but this was a big winner in the beginning of January 2021. Ran up like almost 50 bucks, What's and here we are sitting at almost 10 dollars. Um, Pull up Grow Generation uh, as well, Tim. G R W G. What are, you know? What are the pot stocks? Wow, whoa! Uh, this was a one of the hottest stocks out there uh, for pot back in 2020, 2021. Ran up to 60, I believe, or is around the high, maybe 67. If you're listening, uh, to the audio now eight dollars of the podcast. Please just fast forward to what Hunter's doing here. Just fast forward through all the all the nonsense and get to the chart. Like go watch the charts. Um, if you can on the video, find it at Revere. You can find it right here. If you're like, well, where do I find the video? We email it out when the podcast is done, but you can find it right here under the podcast tab. And we post under Daily Market Insights as well. You'll find the video version of what we're, if you're just listening purely audio and it gets delivered to your uh, device uh, from the iTunes or Google Play Store. Um, my goodness. Um, these charts are worth looking at because... Um, your, your sell rules come into play. Like, look at GRWG. Let's just take this. Uh, Don was talking about the 200-day earlier. Um, you know, you can see this bounce here. I mean, once you break the 21, come back, challenge. When uh, oftentimes, and Don, I don't know if Don focuses purely. I don't want to put words in Don's mouth. But oftentimes, when the stock breaks the 200-day, that's when institutions give it up. They're like, because you can't, you can't show your clients that like you can't like wh who has GRWG on their books right now? Why would you like, and, and go back to uh, UPST, uh, UPST to broke, breaks the 200 day back in uh, November, December and look at it. Uh, and we look at AFRM. Uh, yeah. Breaks the 200 day and just look at that. That, that is you're like, well, the selling really took place here. No, well, that, that, that's when they just gave up. That's, that's like, you know, we can't hold this. Uh, hunt, I mean, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we use the 50-day primarily in-house, but uh, it's early, big yeah. money managers use the 200-day, and that is the last line of defense. The first time I read William O'Neill's book, the big thing that jumped out at me was his, his statistic that, on average, big leaders correct 72% from their top. And I read that, and I was like, that can't be right. But when you see it in real time, when you get to know the market and you follow these growth stocks and you see, oh, my God, 72 percent. And that's on average. Right, right. It, it's real, folks. Don't get caught up in any kind of story. You might love your Peloton, uh, but your Peloton is doing stock is doing you no favors. And you, you have to have I wanted to get into to separate that. The, yeah, you have to separate the story from the. From the price action, and it's not just um, newer stocks like you might you might accuse them of being uh, not speculative but uh, speculative. You know, like uh, speculative, speculative, speculative. That made that made the newsletter. That's go. a good one. Um, <laughs> but look at PayPal. If you look to the far right of my screen, yeah. PayPal's down almost forty seven percent. Like it's not quite seventy two yet, no. but that's that's big mega cap. PayPal and uh, you look at Square. Uh, let's, I'm curious yep. now what Square is uh, down here. Let's just a little sixty hold. something percent. Yeah, uh, yeah, percent. It's crazy. A firm is down, I think, thirty five or forty year to date. 
Three weeks. And, and it's only, what is today, the 21st? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 15 trading days, maybe 14. Yeah. I think Kathy Wood year to date is 40, something like yeah, that. Yeah, boy, sentiment's changed on Kathy Wood, hasn't it? Like, and that's the thing. She was, she's smart. Nothing's changed. She just, by proxy, has to put all that money to work. Man, ARKK. Hey, Don. 22% year to date. Don, what's that stat when you're below the 200-day moving average, the monthly, the average monthly return is negative two point? I'll, I'll dig it up. Um, it'll be part of the, uh, yeah. And then when you're above the 200-day moving average, it's a positive 0.8% per month. Arc, arc from top yeah. to bottom from when it topped in uh, 2021 uh, in January or February, uh, down about 54%. <clears throat> that's that's tough and 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 the argument is are those companies that she's investing in are they you know like i i don't disagree that Robinhood, which is she is a big owner of Robinhood, is uh isn't transformative it is like it's gotten a bunch of young people into the markets but it doesn't matter like don was talking about story it just it i mean this is the wrong hood well look at uh look at roku as well oh yeah, uh, yeah. Tim, i mean I mean, yes. I didn't realize Robinhood was a twelve dollar stock, a thirteen dollar stock. I I I didn't know that. Like eighty five, yeah. Holy Hannah! Yeah, look at uh, pull up NVTA. This was my last one. Uh, this is in uh, NVTA. There you go. Very similar to Grow Generation and the pattern. Uh, but this is a Kathy Wood favorite. You know, uh, biotech. Pull up XBI real quick, Tim. I know I've pulled up a lot of stuff, right. but. Well, we don't have to I mean, pile. The problem, the, the whole point is the yeah. market is very weak. It's very weak, and you should have already raised cash quite a bit if you haven't already. And the, the dust may not, the dust hadn't settled yet. It may not be over. Yeah. Tim, I do have a request for you, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. I, and I, it may not be possible, but are you able to do dollar sign uh, CPC instead of dollar sign P call on uh, we'll on your out. screen over there? I'm just curious there if that. Uh, that's a weird spike. That's got to be a misprint. But uh, me and Alex follow this pretty close. I know, Tim, you've got your range on this CPC. It's kind of that 1.2 to 1.4 area has been the big fear spike area. And we actually got up to 1.2-ish <laughs> today. Um, but the, the big fear has been closer to like 1.3, 1.5-ish range over the last 12 to 15 months or so. Got one Which, I mean, there you go. We were we were right there today. Yeah. So that – I that <laughs> – this is a very nuanced part of the market right now where uh, sometimes the best action is no action uh, until the path becomes a little bit more clear. Uh, Hunter, excuse me, Alex, I've done that twice. I apologize. Alex, what you got, man? Yeah, I got two things. Um, I was going over some charts, individual stocks, not the indexes, back from 2000, the tech bubble when that burst it. Amazon went from over $100 a share down to, I think it was $6. So... That's a 94% loss on your money. Um, what I'm saying that I'm bringing stuff up is if, if stock doesn't have earnings, especially, or even in a bear market, if we go into one, a stock like Peloton, you're not going to want to hold on to that and say, um, I'm going to hold on to that, for, to that for life. And the reason why I bring that up is I have a, I have a friend, I'm not going to mention his name, but if he's watching, I want you to listen to this. If you if you have a stock and it goes down, let's say you buy it at 100 and it goes down 7%, there's a reason that O'Neill developed that system because if it doesn't break that 7%, it only takes 7% to get your 
to get your money back and break even. But if your stock goes down 80%, you now have to get a 400% gain to get even. That's just basic math, okay? Or if you, let's say you lose 50%, you have to gain 100% back to get even. You are, you are now compounding a loss. Meanwhile, you, can, you could have gotten stopped out and gotten cash, and then when the market turns back up, you have more capital ready to deploy. And that's, what, that's where the power of compounding money comes into play. And you can build a bigger portfolio over time instead of just sitting in a name because you believe that it's the next Apple. Well, I got news for you. It's a bike company, and that's all they have. It's not going to change the world. So it, the fundamental story there is not even there. Um, besides that, how I feel about the fundamentals, price pays. You, you don't want to hold on to a loser. Sometimes you just got to cut your losses. This could go a lot lower. People are like, oh, it's going to get bought out. Well, who's going to want to buy that? Because there's other companies that have bikes with, with a TV plopped on it. I remember when everyone thought GoPro was the next big camera thing. It's going to change the world with video imaging for sports. And it went up to $90. I'll never forget it. Now that's trading. It's a penny stock. It's, in the, it's eight bucks. So this reminds me a lot of GoPro. But I'm, I'm just getting to a point here. Don't marry a name because you believe so deeply in it. I've had names this past year that I've offered and, and I've traded. And I, I get very a good conviction. But guess what? I get stopped out. I've not blown up once on any of my bad ideas because I have rules and I get stopped out. That's the key that I want the message I'm trying to convey. You can marry a stock until you get stopped out get, until you get stopped out. <laughs> then you want a divorce. <laughs> then you get divorced. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I'll tell you what, let's do it's like those three D printers. Let's do, in the, yeah. 2015. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don's got, I'll tell you what, uh, Don's got the uh, video on Friday night taking you into the weekend. He'll uh, cover um, whatever he wants to cover, the 20. The 21 over 21, and maybe like the one over 21. Right. Now, but. Uh, <laughs> Don will get you all set. The close is going to be important today, obviously. I think and the market's a, weakening right now. Yeah, that, that's an understatement. And so um, be super interesting to see what happens uh, there. But, Danny, do me a favor. Um, Let's do the real super short close because then I have one last thing. Folks, listen, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Just send them to revereasset.com. Tell them to subscribe. We won't, we won't spam them or junk them in any way. It's up to them to reach out to us if they want a complimentary portfolio review, uh, get some ideas, or just have something, a topic they'd like us to talk on this podcast. They'll also get our daily market insight video short. 10 minutes every day after the market close every day the market's open one of the guys do, does that you can email any of us at dan at revereasset.com tim don alex or hunter at revereasset.com or you can always call us old school at 855 real wealth so we'll see what develops uh dan, as danny mentioned the market is uh weaker here as we approach the noon hour here's where the nasdaq is on uh, and, uh, and i'm ho focusing on the nasdaq because it, it's the weakest um Indices, right? Uh, small caps are weaker, but the Nasdaq's got right, right. with Netflix. Of the large caps, yeah. Yeah, and so the most likely course of action, and it doesn't have to do this, is to make an attempt, and I thought this was what was going to happen, it didn't develop, back to the mean. And it's a falling mean. So if it comes back to the mean, that's 15,609. Downward price is pulling the mean down, is yeah. what Tim just said. And so. Uh, yeah. Fifteen six oh nine is a, like it's a little over a thousand points. 
no, it's a thousand points from where we are at current levels. Mm -hmm. That is going to be a powerful. This p point in the market, that's a powerful FOMO move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thousand, don't get the FOMO. A thousand points in the Nasdaq to get back up to the mean. What Tim's yeah. saying is, you can get very, very strong. The strongest rallies are in bear markets, yeah. so you could actually get a very strong rally. Yeah. But it could be short-lived and roll over, just like two thousand and eight. If you pull up a chart in the fall yeah. of two thousand eight, looks like a double waterfall. That's exactly yeah. Boom. And so, well, look at COVID. Did that too. Yeah. We had a thousand-point up days. It's called a bear trap. Yeah. And so, it's going to be super interesting to see. I don't know how this develops. And that's why you got to be nimble. I maybe mm -hmm. maybe we yeah uh, you you. You're going to start hearing the talking heads on TV pulling out their garbage stats if you missed the 10 to 20 work best days in the market because you were out. But they will never mention that those best days happen back, piggyback to the worst days under the 200-day moving average. And so, this, is where, this is where things get bad right here, plus or minus yeah. the 200-day moving average. You get minus, get the hell out of the way because the markets don't get into serious trouble until you break there, and, but we're right on the precipice. And uh, forty six thirty is that on the S and P futures? We're at forty four thirty two. These are big moves to, to just get back to the underbelly of the beast, mm -hmm. and it's gonna, <clears throat> which will be resistance. <laughs> and so all the negativity you're going to hear this weekend. Now, if the script, will, if this starts to happen, the script, meaning a rally. Yeah, if the rally starts to happen and the script is flipped, it's going to be like the most powerful FOMO force. If you're uh, missing out, yeah. and uh, well, they got to suck the retail investors so, in so, so the big money can get out. So what? What is that's so, right. Yeah, right? And so what? What is that's one hundred percent right? What is a listener to do? Well, what do you do, Tim? Well, if you're nimble, and and you have to be honest with yourself, if you are that person, understand where you're. You know, who am I to tell you don't get in, don't do something right? But understand those levels in the indices are really crucial, and that's where the battle is going to be. If this market is to revert to the mean. It is going to feel fierce. You're going to want to buy everything, and it doesn't mean you can't. It just means you got it. You have to have that plan. You're always talking, Daniel, about a plan. Have a plan. Have a plan. Have a plan. Mm -hmm. that, I'm glad I picked up golf, golf last year. We should go golfing during this bear market. That's the <laughs> best time to go. <laughs> well, if you're in cash, you can't go golfing if you're in. You got to give you right now. Yeah, exactly. Since, since, uh, Alex just mentioned it. So, um, with the other two kids. Tanya would, uh, Tanya breastfed the children, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was nothing for me to do in the middle of the night. Tanya mm -hmm. had a breastfeed, mm -hmm. then she then she pumped it. That's probably a little bit more than people know. There's nothing for Timmy to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. But now... So you read, actually. No, I slept yeah. in the middle of the night. Well. And so, uh, but now uh, Graham is, uh, he gets, he's still breastfed, but he's bottle fed mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. And so uh, we split this. So I, 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 bre I, I don't breastfeed him. That's funny, though. Uh, I bottle feed him. <laughs> it's like Robert De Niro <laughs> and Meet the Fockers. <laughs> that was a good Sorry. I had, no, Tim, Tim's got a little, uh, uh, Tim's got a little, uh, what do they call well, it? Oh, Backpack, uh, nipple uh, bag. Yeah. Yeah. Breast, Can breast. you milk me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. Such a good movie. Um, so now. So Tanya used to watch like Game Show Network or she'd get into a show and she'd watch that while she was, uh, mm -hmm. you know, feeding, yeah, we got it. feeding the kids. Now I'm up, like mm -hmm. I'm feeding Graham, right? And so she can, so we just, it shortens the time uh, so we can get back to bed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're showing live golf. 
on uh, in the middle of the night. Like Get so, out of here. yeah, they're showing the Asian tour on Golf Channel. Yep. Hey. Yeah, and it's oh, live. And then nice. they go European tour. You're not so, watching the European Asian markets. Wow. You know what? I did that for a little bit, and it's the same stuff. Like, yeah. there's only so many times yeah. you can. Yeah, it's there's nothing new. Yeah. And, and 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 then they put on you know like all the analyst downgrades that came today for Netflix. How worthless! <laughs> like after the fact, yeah. Hey, I'm here. Like after your house burns down, the insurance salesman shows up. Do you need fire insurance? A little bit late. So anyway, hey, there there is an active management company that owns more Netflix than all of the index funds in the world combined. Wow! What? Say say that again, please. They own 14% of the total float of of uh, Netflix. It's more than all of the index funds in the world combined. How do you think they're feeling wow. today? Oh, probably, ouch. Probably binge. Just a bit margin, outside. Margin Just call Monday. No, they're probably watching Squid Games. That's got to be it. <laughs> they're, they're probably playing Squid Games. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take us home, Daniel. All right, folks. That's pretty good. We'll talk to you next week on Your Money.